Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Pets have really become part of many, many families across the country in recent years. So their death can often have a, a ma- you know, be a massive loss and a huge effect uh, on people, on families. We're asking today, though, do we take pet grief as seriously as we should? And uh, Irish independent journalist Kirsty Blake Knox is with us on the programme today because, Kirsty, you've recently experienced this. Yeah, we um, sadly lost our family dog, uh, Cosmo, uh, last month. So he was um, a Labradoodle and he was 11 years old. Um, so he had a good life, but yeah, he did, we just uh, lost him last month. So it was, it was terribly sad, yeah. actually, you know, um, because he was uh, a real member of the family. And um, I think anyone who um, has lost that knows how destabilizing it can kind of unsettling and upsetting it can be when uh, when you when you lose them. Did it take more out of you than you thought, Kirsty? Yeah, definitely. I kind of like like I said, he was getting old and he was like his back legs were going and everything. So it was kind of you knew what was coming. It wasn't sudden, but I think it kind of does really throw you because. Like I said, dogs kind of like underpin like a the way a family house and where any household kind of works. Like they kind of set the routine for the day, um, you know. And uh, he was he, he lived with my parents, but we'd go over to theirs quite frequently. But it would be like you know he when he'd go out and walk at that at the start of the day and everything like that. So it's almost like they set the schedule, and they're always there, you know, kind of around the house and on a sofa and looking for food and. And then when you go back into his face and they're not there, it's very jarring. And you kind of find yourself doing things like going to put like, you know, scraps from your dinner plate in their mm. dog bowl. And then you realize the dog bowl isn't there and the dog isn't there anymore. So it does kind of take a bit of time to kind of get used to the reality of it, as well as the kind of sense of loss and grief and everything. And it's a bit kind of unusual because there aren't kind of set rituals, you know, when the, when the person dies it's very kind of there's that things that happen but when a pet dies there's there isn't that kind of same structure so it kind of can sometimes feel like there isn't the same kind of kind of closure type of type of that thing and also sometimes when you tell people you kind of sometimes feel a little um I know a lot of pet owners say that that they kind of feel a little like they kind of downplay how upset they are because they they feel like it's sometimes a little inappropriate or something. Um, So we don't take it seriously enough then? Yeah, I think it's that, yeah, I think sometimes you kind of worry that people think, oh, you'll be overreacting and and so sometimes you kind of feel like you have to mask it or kind of uh, put on a bit of a brave face, but it can be really devastating, you know, like especially because I know that like a lot of people, they spend, you spend a huge amount of time with your pet and your dog or your cat or um so it's it's a real like kind of and you interact with them like on a daily basis so it, it really is like a huge knock when they're not there anymore did you do anything um to like you know i i know in in your in your piece and i i read it with interest actually because yeah. um well, just did you do anything? Because a funeral, like you know, it's not obviously in 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 the way that we talk about the human funeral. But you, did you do anything to, I suppose, to mark to mark it or? 
No, so like, um, no, I said my mum's got the ashes and I think she's going to go and scatter them at his favourite place that he liked to go for a walk and and, uh, and uh, that's kind of um, like what we'll do with that. Um, but I found myself, like what I did, which I found very comforting, is I asked a lot of my friends kind of what, their kind of relationship with their pets was and like a bit I was like asked a lot of them actually what sort of voice or conversations would you have with your dog and I found that very reassuring because it was just really nice to hear about the very unique relationships all of them had I found that really kind of comforting to hear and and anyone who has a dog or cat will know that they have such defined personalities and sometimes you know, it's not that you directly ask people, does your, what, did you talk to your dog? Did your dog have a voice or an accent? Did you imagine what they kind of would have dressed like if they were a human? Stuff that sometimes you kind of keep to yourself because it sounds a bit mad to kind of thought, but the vast majority would say, oh, yeah, 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 no, I knew what their voice was like, or this is kind of, I imagined what yeah. they would have done if they'd had a job and all this sort of stuff. So I found that was a kind of comfort thing for me anyway. You talk about him with great affection, Kirsty. Yeah. Yeah, you really do. You can hear it, and you can hear it in your voice. Yeah, it's, like, you know, because like when you've had a dog for 11 years, like, like it's, it's impossible. Life, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a huge part of your life, you know. Uh, Vicky's been listening, um, Kirsty as well. Vicky's on the line. Can you, does Kirsty's story resonate with you, Vicky? Oh, absolutely. I had a little Jack Russell for 17 years. And she was a huge part of my life. I loved her to bits. And I got her at a time when I wasn't feeling very well. You know, I was a bit down in the mouth and stuff. And my sister said, why don't you get a dog? You always have a dog. And I, I was so, you know, fed up at the time. I said, I don't even want a dog. You know, I was just hating myself, really. But anyway, we went and we got this little dog near where my sister lives in Wicklow. And oh, my God, I just loved her so much. She was everything to me. She was absolutely everything to me and when she had to eventually go asleep I was I think I was about two years before I got over it so it really knocked you yeah absolutely yeah. and then she kept saying i just get another dog and he said you know it's like okay get another kid then you know I mean I know it's not as grave as a child or anything but my god you, my family have always loved animals and especially dogs and horses and stuff and that doggy saw me through like down times and then was there as well when I met my now partner and was with us for six years before she went, you know. So it was just, she was just a part of the family. And, yeah. you know, I sent a Christmas card or a birthday card to somebody mm. who would come from Vicky and Doris, you know. Yeah, I and know. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I, I, I was interested in Kirsty's point, Vicky, around whether like we take pet grief seriously, you know, society. Yeah. Do, do you think we do? No, because I'm, I'm, you know, I was really, really down and people were saying to me, oh, what's up? Because I'm generally kind of an up sort of person and very positive and stuff like that. And uh, I, was, I was miserable because I lost my little pal. And uh, people were saying to me, what's the rattle with you, Vicky? And I said, oh, poor Doris died. Actually, you can get another dog, can't you? Like, willy-nilly, you know, and you don't realise 17 yeah. years is a, a, is a long time to yeah. have a dog and... When I was feeling a bit ropey, the dog, well, she slept in her bed once and she cried in the bed all night. So I said, oh, I better bring her in. And then she slept with me for the rest of the time. She never, she slept at my feet. And that was it. 
and got up with me in the morning. And I swear to God, if if dogs could talk, she would have spoken. And any time I was unwell or anything like that, she's sitting on you and yeah. sitting right beside you. You know, and um, at the moment, I have I got a tattoo for her. Of of your of the dog. No, I got a tattoo of an infinity. Okay. With two to remind pot- you. Two little photos and yeah. her name, Doris. And she's actually sitting looking at me at the moment because she's in her little picture of her ashes. And she's going nowhere until I go somewhere. And when I'm cremated, Doris is coming yeah. with me. Do you know, Kirsty? just when Vicky mentions that, I, I see there's a message in from Fiona. Uh, Fiona says as well, Kirsty. she says, let her know there's so many people providing great products for owners grieving for their pets from pet cremation, grief counselling, RIP yeah. type website for pet owners as well. I myself started a pet card company called... Um, is it... Oh, I'll just get the name, full name of that properly there. I have 27 pet... pet Sympathy cards as well, amongst other um, gifts and cards for people grieving their pet. That comes in from Fiona for you, Kirsty, mm. and just to mention. We've Therese on the line too. Therese, I believe this is um, very fresh in your mind. Oh, it sure is. It just happened on just Monday, just gone. The early hours of Monday morning. So we're absolutely devastated over our lovely Coco. And how long did you have, have, have uh, Coco? I have him 14 years. Oh, wow, um, right. He was a rescue dog. He was a year old when I got him. And like the previous caller, he came to me at a time in my life when I was having a rough time and he was always by my side. Always, even all day Sunday, just gone. He followed me everywhere. He followed me to the bathroom. (laughs) Absolutely everywhere. Mm. He just, he was an amazing dog. An amazing dog. An amazing friend. Do you think we take pet grief seriously enough? You know, I think unless you've actually gone through it yourself, um, I, I, I just don't, I don't think people really understand what it's mm. like. Um, like if you're not a pet owner and you, you can't really understand why somebody is so upset over a dog because they've never experienced it. And we have another Labrador now at home, Sam, and uh, I mean, she's going around just looking for him the whole time for the last two days. She's just going from room to room. And um, when I pulled back up in the car yesterday, she was walking around the car, wondering was he in the car? You know, it's it's just it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it's really, really at a loss. Yeah. yeah. Would you yeah. agree with that, Kirsty? That it's it's hard for people to understand if you haven't if you haven't mm-hmm. gone through it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think sometimes you realise the emotional support that uh, animals and pets and dogs give people. Like, I remember once I spoke to a woman and she had had, uh, she had shih tzus and she had gone through, uh, like, cancer treatment um, during COVID and she didn't have that much interaction with people. And she said she couldn't explain the level of comfort that the dogs gave her during that. Like, it was the kind of tactile affection and everything like that and I think for most um, people who've owned dogs and um, because they are there for such a stretch of time like you know for for like we've heard 10 uh, 14 or 17 years they're bound to be with you when you go through very difficult times in your life yeah yeah so they've really and they've kind of often been kind of like for people very stabilizing uh, force during kind of difficult periods so when they die, it, it, it brings up a huge amount. And I do think 
if you haven't had that relationship, it can be difficult to understand mm. and relate to because yeah. you kind of think, oh, well, it's just an animal, like, you know, like, but they don't, they won't have seen necessarily what you'll have yeah, well, you haven't experienced it, and I, yeah. I'm probably somewhat, you know, truth be told, I'm probably in that camp, Kirsty, and that I never had, I didn't have a pet, you know, as a child or growing up, so I don't, you know, I, I, I haven't experienced that loss, um, yeah. and I, yeah, so like I, you know, it's, I mean, I've obviously experienced loss, but not, you know, not pet loss, so I, I do, I know, I, know, I take the point that you're making uh, on it, but I, I do think maybe for. Uh, kids, I blame my parents for that. Um, you know, it, it probably is a good thing to have a pet growing up, actually. Well, I was terrified of them. But aside from that, you know, I think just even to experience the loss and the grief that, you know, that, that I suppose that comes with it and that experience, um, you know, can often then, I suppose, maybe just be in, in later life when it happens for people. See, a text in from a lady as well. He says, my dog is 20, 23 and a half years old. I cry every day knowing that we're on borrowed time. She's been such a comfort... Tr- to me throughout some really tough times and to think that she won't be there to greet me when I walk in the door with all the mannerisms uh, I find extremely difficult according to this listener I'm dreading saying goodbye to her Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk